Well, good morning. Well, good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the TR90 Body Burn 30 support call. This call happens Monday through Friday at this time, which for me is 6:40 Pacific time, 7:40 Mountain time, 8:40 Central time, and 9:40 Eastern time. Thrilled to have you along with us. My name's Susan Mann, and I'm out of Portland, Oregon, welcoming you to the call. Our panel of hosts do these calls at this time to help support your TR90 efforts. If you ever miss these calls, you can pick them up on an application called SoundCloud or wherever you get your podcasts by putting in Frank, F-R-A-N-K, Lomas, L-O-M-A-S, and TR90, or Frank Lomas and Solutions, the Digit 4 Anti-Aging, all pushed together as one word. If you're listening to this and it's a podcast and you wish to catch us live, dial in to 712-775-8972. And when it prompts for the code, put in 910022 to join us live. And as I said, I'm out of Portland, Oregon. I come to you with an education background, but a huge interest in health, nutrition, and exercise. And I'm always looking for things that will help um, support our Tier 90 efforts. When you're first starting out with that TR90 program, well, it's your one lean meal a day, two shakes a day, three snacks a day, 30 grams of protein at at least three of those meals, taking your supplements 15 to 20 minutes before a meal is best. If if you're not able to do that, just take them with your meals. It'll still work. Seven plus servings of fruits and vegetables every single day. Those fruits and vegetables will give you your macronutrients, which is your proteins, your carbs, your sugars, your fats. Your micronutrients, which are your fibers, uh, not your fiber, but your vitamins and your minerals. And they'll also give you fiber. Fiber helps in two ways, one of which is with satiety or that feeling of fullness. The other way that fiber helps is for good digestive health. For that, guys, need about 45 grams of fiber daily. And ladies, we need about 32 grams of fiber for that very same purpose. Then, after making sure you're getting all your fruits and vegetables in, well, you need 30 minutes of moderate to heavy exercise at least five days a week, so a minimum of 150 minutes weekly. Uh, You can do it in one 30-minute chunk, two 15-minute chunks, three 10-minute chunks, whatever works for you. It can be whatever exercise you so desire. I try to mix mine up between both aerobic and uh, weight-bearing just because I like to keep a good balance as I'm getting older, to make sure that I'm able to move around and be good and healthy. If you're exercising heavily, you can lose up to a quart of body moisture in an hour, and so it is highly recommended that you know what your hydration level is. Your baseline for hydration is one ounce of water for every two pounds you weigh. So if, for example, you weigh 100 pounds, you should be starting out with 50 ounces of water daily and then bumping it up if you're exercising heavily. And that uh, hydration is really important. You really should be water, but there are many things that can add to it. In fact, some fruits and vegetables actually count towards your hydration because they are so full of juice. And the last thing I recommend is seven to nine hours of good quality sleep a night. And that sleep really is important. It helps you make good decisions, clears out toxins. Your body does a whole series of what I call system resets while you're sleeping. So hence why it's so 
important. Now, yesterday I started off telling you about apples, and that information is coming and is continuing to come out of a book that's called Superfoods Health Style Simple Changes to Get the Most Out of Life for the Rest of Your Life, written by Stephen G. Pratt, MD, and Kathy Matthews. And I started telling you about apples yesterday. Well, we're going to continue a little bit about that and about some of the things that apples can help keep you good and healthy about. Apples have proven themselves to be potent cancer fighters, and in the nurses' health study and the health professionals' follow-up study, fruit and vegetable intake was associated with a 21% reduced risk of lung cancer in women. Subjects who consumed at least one serving per day of apples and pears had a reduced risk of lung cancer. Apples were one of the individual fruits associated with the decreased risk. And a study in Hawaii found that apple and onion intake was associated with a reduced risk of lung cancer in men and women. There was a 40 to 50% decreased risk of lung cancer in participants with the highest intake of apples and onions compared with those who consumed the lowest amount of those foods. In addition to all of the ways that apples boost heart health, they're beneficial for lung function. Apple consumption has been inversely linked with asthma, excuse me, and has also been positively associated with general pulmonary health. For example, an Australian study found apple and pear intake to be associated with a decrease of asthma. A UK study found that apple intake as well as selenium intake was associated with less asthma in adults. In the latter study, the clearest effect was in those consuming at least two apples per week. And in a study of more than 13,000 adults in the Netherlands, it was found that apple and pear intake was positively associated with pulmonary function and negatively associated with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, otherwise known as COPD. Another study found that those who consumed five or more apples a week had a significantly greater force expiratory volume, that's a measure of the pulmonary function, compared with those who did not consume apples. Not only may apples help decrease the risk of heart disease, cancer, and asthma, but apple consumption may also be associated with a lower risk for diabetes. In a study of 10,000 Finnish, people from Finland, a reduced risk of type 2 diabetes was associated with the apple consumption and a higher intake of quercetin, which is a polyphenol and a major component of apple peels, was also associated with a decreased risk of type 2 diabetes. So while they are at their freshest, obtained from local sources in the autumn, apples are readily available all year long. When shopping for apples, look for the ones that are firm and unblemished. Choose different types of apples depending on how you plan to use them. Sweet apples like red and golden delicious are great eaten out of hand. So are slightly tartar Fuji and Rayburn apples. Granny Smith and Pippins are good choices for cooking as they are tart and retain their texture. Apples should be kept 
cold after purchase. The key to keeping the best from apples is to eat the whole fruit and peel, eating the whole fruit, peel and all, and to eat a variety of apples as each type offers different health-promoting benefits. Here are some ideas for getting more apples into your life. A great snack is sliced apples smeared with peanut butter or soy butter. A healthy dessert, wash and core an apple. Put it in an oven-safe dish with a dash of honey, a sprinkle of walnuts, and a dusting of cinnamon, all of which are superfoods. Bake in a 350-degree preheated oven for about 30 minutes and serve either warm or cold. Dice an unpeeled washed cored apple and mix it with raisins and raisins, cranberries, either dried or fresh, and any chopped dried fruit. Bake until soft and use to top yogurt or oatmeal. Add thinly sliced apples or pears to spinach salad and top with walnuts and thinly sliced red apples and dress with a raspberry vinaigrette. Homemade applesauce made with cored, unpeeled apples is always a favorite. Served either as a dessert or as a side dish. And don't forget the cinnamon. So here is a challenge worthy of any survivor-type show. Pack five healthy, nutritious lunches that a third grader will actually eat. Children can be so finicky in their food tastes and so sensitive to the lunchroom food fashions that getting them to eat what you pack is a daunting task. Don't give up. If you're willing to experiment and are open to hearing the truth from your child, did you really eat those baby carrots? When you come up with some lunch ideas that are not only nutritious but also popular with your child, here are some suggestions and tips for packing a lunch that's both healthy and delicious. And by the way, some of these tips Work for adults, too. Just keep that in mind. Parents sometimes lose the touch with what their child's daily nutritional needs are, and according to the American Medical Association, children between the ages of 6 and 10 need about 1,800 to 2,400 calories a day. This translates roughly to two cups of low-fat milk, two servings of meat or a protein alternative, six servings of whole grains such as pastas, cereals, and breads, and at least five servings of fruits and vegetables. Of course, these calories will need to vary widely with your child's activity level, and a very active child who plays sports daily will need more calories than one who is more sedentary. The first thing parents often forget when packing the lunch is the preferences of their child. Many of us pack a lunch for a fantasy child who will eat the foods we believe are nourishing. Many of us don't know that this lunch lands in the garbage can in the school cafeteria. So the first rule in successful lunch packing is to keep your child's taste in mind. If they they never eat a turkey sandwich at home, there's not much chance that they're going to eat one at school. This may mean bending the rules a bit, and if if you know that they will happily eat cereal for lunch, give it to them. If they'd rather have some fresh carrot sticks and onion dip, then perhaps a slice of whole wheat bread smeared with honey 
that's just fine. Two important food calories to keep in mind when preparing school lunches are protein and complex carbohydrates. Children's growing bodies need both high-protein foods during periods of growth and complex carbs to break down slowly for sustained energy. Make up a list of foods in both of these categories that your child likes, and you can even create a lunchbox menu so your child can pick which foods they like on which day. Often, the more involved the child feels in the process of selecting and preparing foods, the better chances are that they'll actually eat them. So here are some ideas. Use whole wheat flour tortillas to make healthy wraps. Fill them with tuna, turkey, or lean ham. Add lettuce, some shredded low-fat cheese, and some shredded carrot and a light smear of mayo. Most kids love rice cakes. Pack peanut butter or another nut butter separately for your child to spread onto the cracker. There is nothing wrong with cold pizza if your child likes it. Go light on the cheese and add sliced vegetables if your child will eat them. Kids love mini muffins. Find a recipe for healthy ones without much sugar, a carrot muffin or a raisin bran muffin, and bake them in small tins. Yogurt is a great lunch choice. Send it along in a separate container of fresh with no sugar-added canned fruit to be mixed in. Mix up a personalized trail mix of your child's favorite cereal, adding raisins, unsalted nuts, and other chopped dried fruits and mini pretzels. Send along graham crackers spread with cream cheese and dotted with raisins. Bake tortilla chips in a small container of bean dip or salsa. Make a great accompaniment to fresh fruit and perhaps string cheese. Use whole wheat pita pocket bread instead of bread for a favorite sandwich fillings stuffed with tuna and veggies, hummus, and shredded lettuce, or any other preferred filling. Peanut butter and banana bread, or even plain old PB&J on whole wheat make a fine lunch. Air pop popcorn is always a welcome treat. Salt it lightly. Fruit, of course, takes, makes a great dessert. Just don't send fruit that's too messy or too difficult to peel or eat easily. Cut the fruit up as an alternative to whole, um, uh, sending a whole piece. Make sure that it's not a fruit that will discolor once it is exposed to air. And if it does, spritz a little bit of lemon juice on it, and that will help because that will... Uh, Soak it in acidulated water, like lemon juice, to help prevent it from discoloring. Look for healthy chips for snacks. Two good choices are salsa with mesquite kettle chips and Trader Joe's soy and flaxseed tortilla chips. And another favorite is apples with dark chocolate. But that might be for those of us that are a little more grown up. Tomorrow we uh, have Frank with us, and on Thursday... I will be jumping into why pumpkins should be perhaps added to your um, repertoire of autumn foods that you might want to include into your TR90 lifestyle. At the top of the hour, one of our leaders will be sharing some information on Facebook Live on how to build a new skin business and what might be going on in the new skin world. 
This is Susan Mann from Portland, Oregon, signing out September 19th, 2023. And I welcome any thoughts or comments you have as soon as I get us off of mute. (coughs) So there we have it, my friends. Hopefully you found that all of those things of interest and possibly some lunchtime thoughts for yourself or a packable picnic that might be fun to do in the fall time. If there's no other thoughts or comments, I am going to take us off mute or take us off the recording and wish you all a great day. And as I said, we'll have Frank up tomorrow and I'll be back on Thursday talking about pumpkins and why we shouldn't be including them. Have a great day.